0: Hello everybody, this is Vikram Srinivasan and welcome to the first ever episode of Medical Talk. This podcast is mainly a tool to be used by any high schoolers who are looking into going into pre-med colleges. Our very first guest is someone who has just completed pre-med and his name is Garrett. So, nice to meet you Garrett.
1: Hi Vikram, nice to meet you.
0: Yeah, so uh, why don't you tell us a little about yourself and what you do.
1: Sure, so my name is Garrett Hagwood. I am a current third year medical student at the UC Davis School of Medicine. Um, I'm originally from a pretty small town in Northern California, went to UC Davis for undergrad and did my pre-med classes there before applying to medical school.
0: Yeah, that's great. UC Davis is a great school to go into for grad school.
1: Yeah, it's been really wonderful. I feel really thankful to be there, and um, it's been a great time. I'm um, currently in my third year, which means I'm out in the hospitals, doing clinical rotations and working with patients so that's been a lot of fun.
0: yeah, working with patients is great. I'm actually part of volunteering service a service League in Washington Hospital and over there we also have to interact with patients and I know it gets very hectic with trying to communicate with people but at the end of the day I you know you you have to realize that it's you have to know what they're going through because it's their family members or friends that are in the hospital room and dealing with them is uh, you have to be very respectful
1: definitely yeah that is very well said
0: all right so what speciality are you considering
1: yeah um that's a great question so i'm uh one of the people in my class who is still pretty undecided in what i want to go into i feel like there's some people who start medical school and they know right away from the very beginning, I want to be a surgeon or I want to be a family medicine doctor. Um, a lot of people come in with that um, idea and then maybe change their mind in third year when they get to experience all of the different specialties on clinical rotations. And I'm still trying to figure it out, but um, at the moment I'm kind of considering family medicine, emergency medicine, or surgery. So still still have, uh, have to narrow it down quite a bit.
0: Oh yeah. So you said family of uh, medicine, what kind of appeals to you in that?
1: Yeah, um so I grew up in a really small town of about 5,000 people in northern California. It's called Quincy. And um what was really neat seeing um the medical kind of uh facilities or um treatment options available up there. The the family medicine doctors really get to do a lot. Um this community is too small to support pediatricians or a lot of other specialties. So family medicine doctors take care of pretty much everything. They deliver babies up there. They um, treat kids. They treat elderly patients. And so I think I really like that full spectrum of care that comes with family medicine. Um, and I'm definitely hoping to work in a smaller community one day. So hopefully if I went into family medicine, I would get to do some of that.
0: Yeah. But the thing about family medicine, which I kind of have a conception with is that it must be very rigorous to know everything and also very stressful because you have to be able to know what's wrong with your patient in any sort of aspect.
1: Yeah, definitely. They are the kind of a jack of all trades. That's what I guess they say. Um, So I, but I think it's um, a really neat thing to be just learning all the time. Um, When you leave medical school, and residency, the learning never stops, and I, I think family medicine is really great for that, and and a lot of other specialties too. You're you're always learning,
0: right? And you said you're also doing sur- you're considering surgery.
1: Yeah, so I'm currently in my surgery rotation, and I've been enjoying it a lot more than I was expecting I would. So um, that's definitely on my radar now as a possible option, but um, there's still yeah, quite a few things I need to consider there.
0: Right. And were there any obstacles that you found along the way with family medicine and surgery while researching for those career paths?
1: Um, Yeah, that's a really good question. So I think in thinking about my future specialty or career, um, a lot goes into it. Definitely. And it will depend on the person and kind of what is important to you and what your family situation is. Um, some things that are I think really important to me are are still having time for family. Um, that's pretty important. Okay. And surgery might make that a little more difficult. The hours are um, quite lengthy, and the training is is pretty rigorous. Um, and then with, but I think on the flip side of that, um, while in family medicine, you really learn to manage a lot of different medical conditions um, in surgery you can become a a real specialist and you know, maybe, um, uh, you know, the thing that you are, are really good at, you know, it really well and you can fix a lot of problems, um, right away in surgery. So that's pretty appealing too. But I'd say like, yeah, some obstacles would just be overall like the length of training. Um, and then possibly, Available jobs once you're done with training. Those are some obstacles that you kind of have to consider down the road
0: Right. Yeah, and as, speaking from a, what I think most high schoolers have the conception of is that they're they're very determined And if they want to do something where they are gonna work every day all day They feel like they're able to do it because they don't really realize what they have to juggle around with and I feel like Most people won't really think about oh I have to spend time with my family or worry about that when they're still at high school so I feel like, yeah, you should really think about that early on, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's a, yeah, that's a really good insight for sure that I think what appeals to us when we're in high school compared to um, now, I'm I'm almost 30 years old now. So yeah. I think our, those, um, those things that appeal to us can change. But it, it you know there's nothing wrong with um, having interests at each step along the way and just pursuing those and seeing where they lead
0: right so uh, my next question is can you tell us what you would expect going into pre-med
1: yeah um, so I would say some things to expect going into pre-med or yeah pursuing that path is just it's gonna it's gonna be be an investment I think um, it's a pretty good time investment for sure you're going to spend a lot of years studying um, but it's also really fun I think that medicine attracts really wonderful people and um, I've made a a lot of wonderful friends in undergrad who were pre-med students and then also in medical school as well so definitely some rigorous academics Um, but a lot of fun learning and, um, engagement with other people along the way.
0: Right. So, yeah, that does seem like it would be like that, but how was like the transition from high school to college? Was it like way different than what you're expecting is very unnatural or
1: do you? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question as well. I think thinking back to transitioning from high school to college and, starting to take some of those pre-med courses. I think um, high school provides a really wonderful structure where, and um, you have a lot of accountability, right? So you you know, have to show up for your classes and your schedule is made for you. There are people looking out for you. And when you go to college, I, fe- I feel like you're really kind of on your own. It's totally up to you most of the time whether to go to class or not. Um, you make your own schedule and you don't have anybody really holding your hand. So I think it was a little challenging for me um, realizing the importance of still maintaining a schedule, making sure that I was accountable to myself, and then also learning how to ask for help when I was struggling in certain classes um, and looking for where to find help because often I think you have to do a lot more legwork when you're in college compared to when you're in high school and and have a lot of people around you to support you.
0: Right, yeah, and I do feel like you you have to start to learn to reach out to other people, like you said, because I know in high school, like you said, your parents kind of curate everything for you. And like the teachers, all once you're in the class, the teachers will always tell you your next step and you don't really have to go out looking for people to have your schedule and your like lifestyle set. And I feel like once you're in college, you have to make the decisions who you're going to talk to and who you're going to learn from. And I know one big part about college is talking to your professors and getting close to them. And I assume that is true for any uh, major, pre-med, CS, anything like that. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's um, And it can be kind of challenging, I think, going from at least my high school, the classes were maybe 25 to 30 people in each class. And then in college, I think my chemistry class had 400 people in it uh-huh. in the lecture. So it was really challenging, I think, to get to know your professors. You have to really put yourself out there a bit more and, um, yeah, be a real go-getter for sure.
0: All right. So how would a class work with 400 people? That sounds like a lot.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's um, It can be kind of overwhelming. Right. But um, just like I said earlier, I think you just have to – be accountable to yourself to attend class, learn what study strategies work best for you, um, learn how to advocate for yourself and how to ask questions, even in big groups of people like that, and how to reach out to the professor or your grad student TA, um, who they can also be really valuable resources. So I think it's just a matter of um, being a self-starter and being an an initiator for your own learning and that's that can help you be successful when there are that many people around
0: yeah and i also think it just comes down to experience i'm sure first year of college is going to be tough for anyone and it's just going to take some time once you learn how to actually get around doing what you have to do inside a college dorm and classes and stuff like that
1: definitely yeah i think everybody experiences some barriers or failures or just obstacles when they make that transition, it's totally normal. I think it's good to anticipate that that'll happen at some point and to have a plan, right, for how to respond and who you're going to go to to ask for support and help or find a mentor, you know, who can help guide you through some of those obstacles.
0: Right. And I do think part of high school is also just how to relax and have fun cuz medicine is a very demanding and strict school i would assume so so what do you do to just kind of detoxify and relax
1: yeah um so i guess during medical school um i think there is still time especially in the first couple of years to have fun i think it's it's really neat being in a smaller cohort again. So there are 125 students in my class in medical school. You really get to know people well. Um, There's a lot of social activities, um, going out to dinner with friends. Um, I play music and play music with some of my friends in medical school. So we try to make time for that. Um, And then a lot of people like exercise and, you know, play sports and stuff like that.
0: Do you play in a band with your friends or do you just like get together and just jam out to any type of music?
1: Um, I used to be in a band, but um, that was before medical school. Now it's pretty much just getting together right. for fun and jamming whenever we can.
0: Right. And then so also this is like to many of the viewers, because like you said, you are also you feel like many people have it decided, but you're also very undecided on what you want to do. I feel like this applies greatly to a lot of college students, I mean, high school students, including myself. So what do you just think are some good pre-med majors for any like type of individuals? Like based on who an individual is, what are good majors?
1: Yeah, um, I love this question. I think a lot of people who are on the pre-med course or envision themselves pursuing a medical career often they think that they have to major in biology or neuroscience or biochemistry, something like that. I was a music major in college. Um, A lot of other folks in my class at Davis were not science majors. Um, They did humanities or um, had other careers for a while and then changed their mind. And I, I think Really what can help you stand out on an application to medical school um, or having either majors or things that you studied or activities that you pursued that you were just really passionate about. So I was really passionate about music and then I just took the requirements or the prerequisites for medical school in addition to my music major courses and it really worked out. Um, I think there's time in college to do that. So I would say really take the time to explore a lot of majors when you're starting out in your first year of undergrad and see what you like and go for it. I I think it can help you stand out in the long run. um, As long as you continue to do well in your science classes and prerequisites for medical school, then I don't think it really hurts you if you want to be an English major, art major, music major, um, there are a lot of really neat things to explore and it's, it's the time to do it. So I, I would highly recommend that.
0: Right. Yeah, and that's actually really interesting. And I do have a similar story like this. I know I, uh, since I was volunteering at hospitals and during the weekends, when I volunteer, they don't pay the employees at the main lobby. So it's actually security guards who go and work at the front desk. And I was talking to one of them and he actually said that most of the people who work in security at the hospital actually transfer into becoming a nurse or a doctor over there so it's like yeah
1: yeah yeah definitely i think medicine attracts all kinds of folks with tons of different backgrounds and it's uh it's really wonderful
0: yeah and i do think colleges are looking for that passion because they don't want people to become doctors if they're not able to stick with something that they like for a while because at the end of the day this profession also involves the lives and health of other people and they can't have you getting like bored with your profession midway
1: Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I'm really passionate about encouraging people to stick with what they're passionate about and just right. continue doing that. Um, if they're in medical school, if they're an undergrad, um, keep at it.
0: Right. And I do feel like this is kind of a misconception because I always thought that the medical career path is very strict on what you have to do. I didn't realize you could actually get in once you're and like, at least in a college, uh, you can get in if you have an arts major, like you said, you, you did music, which is actually really cool. I thought it was very strict because one of my main issues and a lot of issues with kids in high school is that people are considering going into the med route also do may do a lot of CS, especially where I live in the Bay Area. And yeah, I know uh, many people have told me that once you go into the bio route, it's very hard to be, go into CS later on.
1: Mm, Interesting. Yeah, I think um, that's a great strategy. The one thing that can be a little more risky um, and I'm also yeah, a very big proponent of of the humanities and the arts and encouraging people who are passionate about that to to go after it. But um, if you end up not pursuing medicine in the long run, I think it can also be helpful if you have a major that – you know, you, you feel confident that you can find a good job or a stable job or a job that you're excited about. Um, if medicine ultimately isn't what works out or isn't what you want to do, or if you have trouble getting in, it's nice to have something that you have in your back pocket that, that you can use. So yeah, computer science is a wonderful degree and, um, can be, you can be very successful pursuing that.
0: Do you see CS actually being useful inside um, Med Career Path? Because I know technology is advancing rapidly and medicine is using that to its advantage.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it could possibly be really useful if you're really passionate about research right. or um, working with um, biomedical engineers, possibly for um some of the technology development or different medical devices. Otherwise, so far, just as a medical student, um I have no computer science experience or background and I've I've been doing okay and, and haven't needed to have that. But if I was interested more in um in research, I think having a larger statistics background or some computer programming could could be helpful for that.
0: Right. Yeah, but I also do think that People need to realize that research work and actually working with patients is very different type of lifestyle. And you have to be you have to have a set of skills that differ from one another.
1: Definitely. Yeah, very true.
0: Yeah, because I have some friends who know they do not want to work with any other people. They just want to stay in a boxed office and be on their uh, computers doing work every day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good to know that about yourself, right? I think, yeah. yeah, there are vocations out there for everybody. And, um, I would say, yeah, you definitely, it helps a lot to be more of a people person to go into medicine, but, um, yeah, there, are, there are places that fit for all personality types.
0: Okay. Yeah. And so how would you, uh, this is another question. So how much should someone expect to study during their pre-med school days? Does it differ from high school a lot?
1: Yeah, um, I think this question probably will be different yeah. for a lot of people. There's some people that do well and um, don't have to put in that many hours and there are other people that that to do well have to put in a lot of time. I think I'm one of those students who has to put in a bit more time. Um, but it's also a matter of, of how you study, I think. Uh, um, Studying efficiently is the most important thing over racking up a set number of hours every day. Um, but I, I definitely think that you'll need to put in more time for your pre-med courses than than at least what I had to do in high school. Um, it felt a lot more challenging to get good grades in. Um, chemistry or biology and um, physics and biochem and all of that um, than, than what I had to put in in high school. So I would recommend um, that you don't sleep on on school, right? It's uh, probably the most important thing for your application is to have a really good GPA and to do well academically. So it's um, better error on the side of putting in a lot of time
0: right and do you, do you usually take a lot of notes during class cuz i know that's one thing that many people don't do in this cuz everything's online and like what the professors say many students just think that they're able just to memorize it and it'll pop up in their mind when it becomes important
1: yeah it it probably depends on how your professor provides material if there are documents that you can download on from the internet or um that sort of already have all of the information on there then i don't think taking notes is vital um some people though really depend on notes and are very successful with that so i think again it's um in college it's a wonderful time to find out how you learn best and how you study best so try a lot of different um approaches if you try to take fewer notes and are struggling. Then maybe I think, yeah, be trying to be dynamic and switching up your your approaches to find, until you find something that is successful. Um, that's ultimately going to help you in the long run and help you when you get to medical school because you'll already know how you how you do best.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, and I do realize that a very common topic and theme about this is it depends on the person and what they can do and what their needs are. And this also kind of plays into this, but it, you also talked about how you prefer and you uh, recommend if people don't rack up their workload. And I feel like procrastination is probably the biggest um the biggest problem when it comes to studying, at least for high schoolers that I know or I've been around with. So do you have any tips to people who procrastinate and still can't get over it?
1: Oh yeah, that's a tough question, yeah. but um yeah, good one. I think there are a lot of strategies out there. Um some people do reward systems where they'll say, okay, I'm gonna put in this much time and then I'm gonna take a break for this much time. I think what has worked best for me is to physically limit distractions. So that means like turning my phone off and putting it in a different room. So it's totally out of sight, right? Um, Changing my Facebook password and giving it to somebody and making sure that they don't tell me what it is. So I can't log on to a social media or something like that. Um, Going out of your way to just put in some barriers, For distractions i think will help a lot
0: right yeah and these are mainly a lot of things that people still in high school are trying to figure out themselves and i do feel like what you said about distractions is one of the biggest like ways to fix procrastination because again everything's available on the internet and like it doesn't take it's not that hard to just search up like youtube or netflix when you're studying for a test and what you said about giving your password to someone and just making sure you're not able to access this is actually something I would see myself doing in the future, just to get over any addiction from the internet. Yeah, definitely,
1: it can be very helpful. So uh, yeah, th- that's worth a shot.
0: Right, and now I'll ask about like one thing that many people have thought about in the MCAT. It's kind of like the SAT for college, and yeah. So how do you was the MCAT hard? How did you study for it? Or
1: yeah. Um... I thought the MCAT was pretty hard. I think uh, most people think that it's pretty challenging. It's definitely one of those big hoops that you have to jump through. Um, I took four years off after undergrad before applying to medical school, and for me, that that meant that it had been you know seven or even eight years since I had taken some of the courses that were really relevant to the MCAT. So it had been a really long time since i had had any biology or chemistry. So I took quite a while to study for the MCAT, probably a little too long. Um, I think I studied for around, I don't know, maybe five months or so, which I actually think is is longer than you should study. Um, but I overall, yeah, it's pretty challenging. And, and it's important that you plan out your your yearly calendar when you're getting ready to take it and apply to medical school so that you have about three months, probably, of um, just completely 100% dedicated time to study for the MCAT.
0: Right. What are the topics inside the MCAT? Because I recently learned that English was on the MCAT, and I would have never thought of that. So I'm actually very surprised, and I think I heard it was almost like it was a big chunk of the MCAT English.
1: Yeah, so... Um, I believe the MCAT is still separated into four sections. It's a um, chemistry and physics section is one. Then there's a biology, biochemistry section. And then there's, um, they call it CARS. And it's sort of a critical reading section. So that's the English kind of section that you were talking about. Um, I'd say it's more like critical reading and... um, than like vocabulary or anything like that and then the last section is a psychology and sociology section
0: right yeah and i feel like another thing i want to add on and especially for bio since i recently took the ap bio test is that many people have the misconception that it's something you just have to memorize. And I feel like a lot of bio is actually applying what you know, and that applies to also chemistry and physics. You need to apply it in real world situations. And I feel like the best way to study for that is not just to read the textbook and memorize it, but also to do the problem practice problems and get a sense of how a question will be laid out and how they wanna fit it in a real life experience.
1: Yeah, I agree 100%. I think practice problems and doing as many as you can and reviewing those problems and seeing why you're getting things wrong, asking yourself how to get it right in the future, I think is one of the most efficient ways to study. It really, really helps. So I, I would highly recommend doing as many questions as possible while studying for the MCAT.
0: Right. And so what what additional, other than studying for the MCAT, what additional activities would you recommend someone doing pre-med? Like, I know there's fellowships and residencies, but also in terms of research work and internships.
1: Yeah. So for someone who is a pre-med student hoping to go to medical school and yeah, you're trying to add in things to make your application stand out. I would say similar to what I mentioned about picking a major in college, find something that you're passionate about because when it comes time to apply that will be so much easier for you to talk about and write essays about, um, than something that you did just because you thought you had to do it right. If you're really excited about a volunteer opportunity or, um, a, yeah, different kind of community project. Um, or if you're really passionate about research or if you're passionate about, um, you know, something totally different than that, um, it could be yeah, music or something else, um, like being in a maybe a school ensemble or like your school's jazz band or something. Um, I would say go for those things. Um, add them on slowly to make sure that your grades don't suffer because they can take up a lot of time and grades are the most important thing. So someone once told me add on one extracurricular activity and then see how you do academically. And then if you're doing well, then you can add on another one, but don't add on like five extracurriculars all at once, right? Because um, ultimately your grades might suffer, but um, in the long run, I would say find something you're really passionate about. If it involves helping people or um, helping your community, I think that, is a wonderful fit for um, a medical school application. But research is great too. And then shadowing physicians is also really important to make sure that it is something that you could envision yourself doing one day.
0: All right. Yeah, there is a lot of things you can do. And Again, recurring topic is to have a passion in something, which I feel like many should have and should spend time to develop what they want to do. And so this is also something I've been saying a lot, misconceptions and misconceptions. And I feel like many people want to know what the misconceptions of pre-med school is because their first taught is just medicine and rigorous work. And is that just all true?
1: Yeah, um, it is hard work, but I'd say um, college is still a really fun time. Um, it's a wonderful opportunity to make friends and meet incredible people. And I think I've been blown away by my path through undergrad and now medical school, just with the people I've been able to meet some of the people that I met my freshman year of college at Davis are now in my medical school class. It's, it is really kind of a small world in medicine and um, it's a lot of fun. So while it is, yeah, there is a lot of work and you have to put in a lot of hours I think it's, um, you grow all the time, you fail and you recover and you learn from it. And um, it it can be very enjoyable.
0: Right. And so, yeah, we're kind of wrapping up at the end of here. So this is kind of very arbitrary and a very thought-provoking question, but what advice would you give to your younger self if you were to look back at him?
1: Yeah, um, I love this question. I think I wish... I could tell my younger self, um, to, like I mentioned earlier, don't try to do too much. I think I was one of those classic cases of, I got really excited when I went to college, there were so many amazing activities to be involved in. And I, I added on too much, too fast. Um, so I wish I would have just held back a bit there and really made it easier for myself to have time to study and do well in school um i think i also would have would tell my younger self to not worry so much and really just try to be happy in the moment of wherever you are
0: right yeah so yeah thank you for coming to this podcast you gave a lot of insightful information about what you should do when you go into pre-med and just kind of the experience that went around and i really do appreciate that
1: yeah of course um Really nice to meet you, Vikram, and and happy to, um, yeah, happy to be here, and thank you so much for having me.